This is Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm a healthy lifestyle coach, a clinical Ayurveda specialist, a personal trainer, and I'm also a breast cancer survivor. In this podcast, we talk about healthy thinking and mindfulness practices, eating well, moving your body for health and longevity, and we'll also hear from other breast cancer survivors who have re-engaged with life and have incredible stories to share. This podcast is your go-to resource for getting back to life after breast cancer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I am your host, Laura Lummer, and I am so happy that you're here with me today. It really means so much to me. I know I say that on every show, but I say it because I'm so serious. It is so meaningful to me that you trust me. I'm honored by the fact that you come to this podcast for support and advice, and I hope that it serves you and you always pick up a little tidbit of information that can help make your life a little bit better when you implement it. And in addition to that, honestly, during this whole quarantine at the time of this recording, I'm in Southern California, we're still under quarantine, there are a lot of people out there who have jumped on creating a podcast now that they were working from home or maybe even not working anymore and they have a little bit of extra time. So I know that there are other podcasts out there, which is another reason why I'm so much more grateful for you for being here and listening to the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. So make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to. Hit the subscribe or follow button or whatever it might be on the platform you listen to. And that way you make sure and never miss an episode. And I do have some bonus episodes coming up. So you will always get a notification when the new episode arrives and you'll never have to miss one. All right. So I want to take just a minute and talk about the title of today's show. So there's an artist that a good friend of mine told me about several years ago. The artist's name is Molly Hahn, spelled H-A-H-N. She also calls herself Molly Kules, like a play on words for molecule. And her company and the art that she creates is called Buddha Doodles. I fell in love with Buddha Doodles the first time I saw them. And now I have her calendars and her card decks and I always look forward to seeing Molly's art because the inspirations that the drawing deliver, that the drawings deliver, she has these adorable characters and just beautiful, vibrant colors. I love the drawings, but I also love the quotes that she puts to them. And she's just such a cool person. She's always in tune, it seems, with what's happening out there in the world. And she puts a lot of wonderful quotes into her art. So about a week, maybe two weeks ago, I saw a, boodle, a Buddha doodle, it's kind of a tongue twister, and this doodle had a quote from the poet Rumi. In fact, I posted it on my Facebook page, on the Laura Lummer Facebook page. And this quote said, if everything around you seems dark, look again, you may be the light. And it really stuck with me because I work with some amazing women and so many times, too many times, they don't see their own value. They don't realize their own worth and it kills me. I'm telling you, I just, I sometimes wish I just want to be able to be one of those Disney movies and switch places with them and allow people to look at themselves through my eyes because it's so painful to watch this beautiful human being 
just tear themselves up. And I know I've said it before, and I'm sure I'll say it many more times over the course of my business, over the course of this podcast, but everything comes back to mindset. Your thoughts about what you want or don't want in your life will drive your decisions to act, to take action. And how you think about yourself will determine how you allow other people to treat you. And even more importantly, I think, it will determine how you treat yourself. This is important because if you're going to be the light at the end of your tunnel, you have to treat yourself and talk to yourself like the luminous soul that you are. And if your mind just reacted to hearing that with a yeah, but, or anything except you're absolutely right, then please stop anything else that you're doing right now and give your full attention to the rest of this show. You have to learn to start today, to be forward thinking and to believe, to really believe that you have the ability to change or to create the things you want in your life. Sometimes when I'm working with a woman and we're talking one-on-one, I wish I could get her to believe as strongly in her ability to create life as she's believing in the fear of something that's keeping her stuck. When I decided that I was going to work specifically with breast cancer survivors, I heard all kinds of questions about food and medication and aches and pains and long-term and short-term side effects from treatments, which are all very valid questions, very valid concerns. And most of them, except for the medical questions, I can field. I'm not a doctor, so I don't field the medical questions. But once I dug into and started coaching with these women, they all needed the same thing. And that wasn't food. They needed, well, some of them food too, but primarily they needed to love themselves more, to treat themselves better, to give themselves time and to believe in how amazing they actually are. I read an interesting article in Forbes called The Confidence Gap in Men and Women, Why It Matters and How to Overcome It. This article was talking about how women hold themselves back in the workplace, but I think it translates into many, many things in our lives as women. The author said that when it came to applying for a new job, they did the survey, and the men surveyed would apply for a position if they met 60% of the criteria for the job. But the women surveyed would only apply to a job if they met 100% of the criteria. His point was that women had a lower success rate because even though men also experienced self-doubt about their qualifications, they didn't let that self-doubt stop them from trying. Ouch, right? I was talking with a group of women in my Revivify course a few weeks ago. And the subject of haircuts and makeup and basically all the female grooming in a pandemic came up. And we joked about, at first, all the memes that we see on social media about how women are going to look after we come out of the pandemic, basically like hairy Neanderthals, according to the memes, right? And we couldn't help but notice that none of those memes were about men. 
There were no memes that were circulating about how fat and hairy men are going to be when they come out of quarantine. And not that this is a male versus female thing. It's a look how hard we are on ourselves thing. Look at how we women judge, criticize, and tear down ourselves and each other. Over the past couple weeks on various coaching calls, I've heard women refer to themselves as, these are the first words that come to my mind that I've heard, disgusting, hideous, gross, repulsive, horrid, unworthy. And trust me, I know, I'm guilty of having done the same thing. I mean, I was raised in a traditional Catholic home where women were submissive and everything we did was I don't know, basically guilty on some level. And I had to work through a lot of behaviors that I didn't even realize weren't serving me. And that's my point. There comes a time when you have to become aware of what you say to yourself and how it is making you feel and how it is impacting your life. This is true throughout your life, but it's especially true when you have had an unexpected change to your body to your life, and you're comparing yourself against what you used to be, especially your body, and then you're judging and criticizing and beating yourself up for it. Yes, of course, I'm talking about breast cancer, right? And everything that comes along with it. Now, there's definitely something about facing mortality that causes us to rethink how we live our lives. And that's a good thing. I don't want you to ignore that. Don't suppress what bubbles up. But listen to it, think about it, and begin to work on it. I ask women all the time if they would allow anyone to speak to them the way they speak to themselves. Think about it. What would you say to someone who walked up to you and said, Oh, wow, so you had a mastectomy? (laughs) You must be hideous. Would you tolerate that from someone? Do you tolerate that from yourself? And does that thinking serve you? Negative self-talk is debilitating. It limits your ability to believe in yourself and how you are going to be the light at the end of your tunnel. How are you going to do that if you tell yourself you're not good enough? You'll never reach your full potential or enjoy your life fully thinking that way. Whether you're telling yourself that you're not attractive enough or that you always screw things up, that can not only keep you stuck in life by holding you back from trying things, but it also puts barriers up in your relationships. Think about it. If you're in a romantic relationship or even just a friendship or you have a family member who keeps telling you that they're hideous, that they're gross, that they're stupid, or that they attract bad things, They're unlucky all the time. If you try to get close to that person, they pull away and they say, no, 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 you don't want to be with me. I'm not sexy. I'm not special. I'm worthless, whatever it is. How are you going to feel about them? At first, you probably feel compelled to reassure them. You want to let them know that your feelings transcend their insecurities. But if they continue with the same demeaning self-talk, will you get tired of it at some point? Will you begin to believe it at some point? Will it serve or build the relationship between the two of you? Of course not. 
And if it's you using this language about and toward yourself, you're not going to be solid and confident in your own skin. And confidence, that's what's beautiful. I'm going to share a story with you a little bit later about that. So first, a little side story here. I love to watch the show Top Chef. And if you've never seen it, it's a competition between some of the country's best chefs. They compete in all sorts of really tough challenges. And on each episode, the chef with the worst performance gets voted off. But that chef has a chance to compete with other chefs who have been kicked off. And ultimately, one of them gets to return to the main competition. Okay, so in a recent episode, there were two female chefs battling it out to get back in the show. They had been eliminated. And the other players who already had been eliminated were on the sidelines watching the competition and they're talking to these two chefs and they're cheering them on. Now, again, if you don't watch cooking shows, chefs always refer to each other as chef. They say, yes, chef, no, chef, hello, chef, always referring to themselves and each other as chef. It's a very hard-earned title, and they use it to recognize that accomplishment that they earned, right? They worked hard for that. So one of the previous contestants at some point in this competition yells out something, this is not verbatim, but something like, come on, girls, do you really want this title? And one of those competing chefs stops, and she looks at him, and she says, where I come from, people call me chef, not girl. And I thought, good for you. I mean, that woman is confident. She knows who she is. She knows how hard she worked for it. And she knows her worth. She set a boundary. And that boundary empowered her and showed other people how she expects to be treated. How she expects to be addressed. She set the standard for how others treat her. And that's what a boundary does. It says, this is how I value myself, and this is how I expect to be treated. Now, maybe you're great at setting boundaries with others, or maybe you're not so great. But how are you at setting boundaries for yourself? Let's start with treating yourself with respect, admiration, and encouragement. And then surrounding yourself with people who not only treat you that way too, but support and encourage you to live your best life, whatever that means to you. So how do you do this? How do you change your self-talk and begin treating yourself better and lighting the way to your best life? Well, here is a simple two-step process that you can start today. First of all, before you can change anything, you have to be aware of what you're doing. For example, Let's say you're a talker, a total extrovert. When you engage with other people, you just get so excited. You can't share enough. You can't talk enough. You, you have so many stories, they just keep coming. At least that's how you perceive your interactions with other people. And then one day someone tells you that you have a habit of not allowing other people to finish a sentence. Or it feels like Instead of listening, you're just waiting for an opportunity to interject your own comments. And you think, oh, wow. Oh, I didn't want people to think of me like that. I don't want to come across like that. I just get so excited. I didn't even realize I was doing that. So then you start to pay attention and you catch yourself. Sometimes before you do it, 
sometimes after it's already done, but you start making an intentional effort to be aware of that behavior, to catch it and to change it. And that's step one. Commit to yourself to become more aware of how you speak to and about yourself. Even setting up a system to make you more aware of how often you do this. Here's an idea. You can drop a penny in a jar or a bag or whatever you have. Each time you catch yourself being negative or demeaning towards yourself, this will give you a visual representation of how often this happens. You can pick up two rolls of pennies from your bank at the beginning of the week and see how long it takes you to get through that 100 pennies. It costs you a buck to retrain your brain. How long does it take you to get through that 100 pennies worth of thoughts? No truer statement than a penny for your thought here, right? Is it going to take you one day? If it does, then try to stretch it into two days and then into three days. However long it takes you, try to keep adding a day to that, but be very honest with yourself. You and everyone around you has a lot to gain from this exercise because it's going to help you develop an awareness of how you treat yourself. So step two, how to get your pennies to last longer. So you've become aware of what you're saying to yourself and you're burning through these pennies and you want to do better. But how? What do you do? What's your tool? Well, you have to train your mind to think differently. But I want you to do more than just replace a negative thought with a positive thought. I want you to prove to your brain that the negative thought is wrong and replace it with a thought that is true. Let me give you an example. Let's say your thought is, I've gained so much weight through treatment, I am disgusting. And you use that statement towards yourself. So first of all, is that a true statement? You ask yourself questions. For instance, do people look at you and turn away in disgust at the sight of you? No, probably not. Friends, your family, your lover, they tell you how beautiful you are. Some days you actually do feel good about yourself or you think you look nice. When you wear your favorite dress, you always feel like you look good. So it's not a true statement. Do you see other people who are a similar weight to yours and do you think they're gross? Maybe you respond with, no, because I don't judge other people the same way I judge myself. Or no, but I think they carry their weight better than I do. So you get where I'm going with this, right? As you explore the questions of, is this a true thought? You realize there isn't evidence to support the statements you make towards yourself. So once you've proven to your brain that the statement is just a story you're telling yourself and it is not evidence-based, you can ask yourself what is true. In response to that same question above, I gave you some alternatives and here are a couple more. You might say, well, I'm not happy with the weight and the shape of my body right now, but I am taking steps towards improving that. And either way, it has no impact on my value as a human being. Or you might say, yeah, I'm not physically happy with my appearance right now, but it also seems like too much work to make a change at this point, and I'm just not ready to take it on. So in either case, there's nothing disgusting about it, right? You are where you are in your life. 
you're facing something you're not satisfied with. You're facing a challenge. So you're acknowledging whether or not you're ready to deal with that challenge. If yes, you can start taking action to change it. If no, you can dig into why it bothers you so much or why you're not ready. So I know what you're thinking and you're thinking, what if it's something I can't change? Like the fact that my breast was removed or that they're scarred or they were changed in some other way. And that's a good question because some things we can't change. So you can be honest with yourself about that and say, I'm not happy with the way this looks. But that's where your boundary comes in. You must stop yourself there and not go to the place where you allow that to define you. So it's no secret that I've struggled with coming to terms with the changes in my body since going through breast cancer treatment. I talk about that all the time. And as a result of that, I do dress differently than I used to because my body has changed. And so I dress in a way that makes me feel good about myself in the body I have now. I don't try to fit into my premenopausal clothes because they don't fit the same way. And then I'll feel bad about myself because they won't look good, right? So I've changed the way that I dress so that it suits my body now and I feel good about myself. I don't show off parts of my body that I'm not comfortable with or that I'm not happy with, but I also don't allow them to define me. I've had to come to terms with certain things that have changed and I've worked really hard to change other things that I can. So that being said, now I live close to the beach and I'll oftentimes be at the beach or sitting out on my patio and I see women who I think are similar in shape and size to me walking around in bikinis or short shorts and bathing suit tops and when I see them my first thought might be holy cow I would not be caught dead in that but then I catch myself and I think hmm you know what I need to do a little more work on myself because there's that woman and is her body perfect Well, if we're using Sports Illustrated supermodels as a model of perfection, as we often do, then no, her body isn't perfect if that's the comparison. But is she confident and comfortable in her own skin and out soaking up the sun in her bikini? Yeah. And then I think, good for her. She is her own light. She is like, hey, this is me. I'm a real woman with a real woman body. And I think I'm hot. So you know what? She is hot. She looks hot. Because that's how she perceives herself. So that's how she carries herself. And that's the perception she creates for others. So it all starts with mindset. Everything. And that doesn't mean think rainbows and unicorns. It means become aware of how you're thinking. And then begin to retrain your brain to think in a way that serves you and that allows you to be the light at the end of your tunnel, to be in charge of creating a fulfilling life. If you want more support or help with that, come and find the Breast Cancer Recovery Group on Facebook and engage in the group, ask questions, present your challenges, because if you're struggling with something, I promise you, someone else is too. Or someone else has already had to work through that struggle and they can help you as well. It's so beneficial to interact with women who've been through, and I say been through the same experience as you because you would be amazed 
I mean, there are so many different experiences of breast cancer, right? There are so many different treatments. They affect everybody differently. They're combined differently. So it's really cool to get to interact with other women who can say, yeah, I've been through that. Here's how I had to handle it, or here's what I did, or here's how it affected me. And then you're able to move through that stuff and move on, because the point is to move on, right? The point is to move forward after breast cancer. If you want to go even deeper than that and be a part of my 10-week online coaching program, Revivify, you can get on the wait list by going to my website, thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com. You'll see a place where you can join that wait list on the homepage. And my Revivify program is currently wrapping up. It's wrapping up this month. And it'll be opening again for enrollment sometime in July. And I'll give you guys specifics as it gets closer to that time. Okay, so lots of options for you to keep moving forward and working through these steps to be the one who lights up that life for yourself. All right, until next week, start your two-step process and come on over to Facebook, find the Breast Cancer Recovery Group, and let us know how it goes for you. Let's talk about this two-step process. What are you thinking about yourself and how can you change that? You can also go to my website, thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com where you can download my free guide, Care, Four Steps to Healing After Breast Cancer. And it's a very simple guide, foundational stuff to help you look at treating yourself with more gentleness, working on awareness of your thoughts and your behaviors, and then some physical things like how to treat your body and rehydrate your body with food and with fluids and also to get your body moving. Some good stuff out there and it's free. You can go to my website and download it. All right, so I will talk to you again next week. And until then, take care of yourself and be good to yourself. You've put your courage to the test, laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before, your heart is full and wanting more, your future's at the door. Give it all you got. This is your moment